Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, the one and only Vincent T. Edwards, better known as Mr. Speaker, and I am so glad to be a part of this podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a political issue. Bishop is is uh, well-versed in many different subjects, and his background is in politics. And today, we're going to be talking about voting rights as well as the filibuster good afternoon bishop how you doing hello sir how are you oh i'm doing just fine on this monday as call it a marvelous and magnificent monday being able to be here in tallahassee florida capital i'm just looking forward to talking with you today about this subject yes sir well i am excited about uh, the subject that we're going to discuss today and we're taking a turn on today we're talking about uh, politics uh uh, more uh, on today than we have in the past. And I, I appreciated the uh, people joining and participating in the Holy Spirit series that we've had. And I just wanted to turn to uh, a political nature of something that happened this past uh, week. Uh, that we can talk about. Okay. And what we're talking about is what's in the news these days dealing with, with voting rights. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that transpired since the last election. A lot of talk about, you know, uh, the president who's in office didn't really win the office and all of this stuff going on and a lot of States changing uh, voter voting rights. But, you know, today we're going to talk about someone actually opposing the voting rights bill and defending uh, the filibuster first, why do we even need a voting rights bill when we have uh, the, the 15th Amendment? Well, here's the situation. Um, basically, the uh, Senator Manchin, who is a senator from the state of West Virginia, he is a very uh, strong Democratic leader in the United States Senate. And the Democrats now are really making a big issue concerning um, the voting for a uh, voting reform package, uh, and it is called the For the People Act, which is a very ambitious program, which will allow more support in the area of voting rights, and it will not restrict uh, people from being able to vote by having various things to that might stop them. The interesting thing is that over the weekend, or probably I think it was the end of last week over the weekend, really received a lot of publicity this past weekend. Senator Manchin uh, wrote that uh, he believes that partisan voting legislation, that this particular partisan voting le legislation will, de will destroy already weakening binds of democracy. And that was a direct quote from him. And he says because of that, he will vote against the For the People Act. Now, the Voting Rights Act uh, it is not something that is permanent in our legislation. It is a part, but it has to be renewed every so often, every so many years. And for any United States senator, particularly a United States senator for, uh, from anywhere, but particularly from the South, who would say that this is not important? It's a very serious thing that needs to be dealt with. And for him to be a part of the political party that's really making a big push toward uh, voting rights and the party's ambitions on voting rights, it could be a, a blow 
uh, to what they are trying to do. And he even said that furthermore, more that he would not vote to weaken or eliminate the filibuster. And it's interesting that he wrote, Senator, the Senator wrote this op-ed thing that was published on Sunday in the Gazette Mail of uh, Charleston, West Virginia. So for him to oppose the legislation, it would allow federal government greater ability basically to implement a standard election framework across the country. And it will also allow the federal government to enforce civil rights uh, law. That was his reasoning for uh, doing this. But uh, he sees this as a nearsighted partisan effort by the Democratic Party. I just think that it's very interesting that he would do this because uh, the his party is the main uh, support for this particular bill and for him to create a problem with the progress, that would even be more dangerous. So that's why we need it, because the Voting Rights Act is not it is not in full force only but for so many years and it has to be renewed every so often. And uh, this this particular senator says he's not interested in the reforms uh, to the filibuster on civil rights. So um, it's uh, it's it's creating a problem. So what's actually in the the Voting Rights Act, if voting rights are explicitly stated in the constitution why do we need an act because again uh even though it's an it's it's a part of our constitution but it's not a specific part of the constitution because remember now when um we were slaves during the time that the constitution was written so we were not written into the constitution and i hope i'm making sense what i'm saying uh to you and to to the listeners and so because of that you have to make provisions uh, for certain individuals to be to be allowed uh, voting rights act or, or excuse me voting rights uh, within legislation. That's a dangerous thing, but by the same token, it's something that needs to be dealt with specifically by the Senate, by the United States House of Representatives, and uh, people should take it very seriously. So if this is not renewed because it has to come up for renewal, what does that do? Does that take away voting rights from a certain sec- uh, sector of people? Well, it will take away not only voting rights, but it will take away a lot of other uh, rights and privileges that African-Americans have had since the 1965 Voting Rights Act was passed. Um, and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which would reinstate the 1965 Voting Rights Act, will have certain provisions with it. So, again, if we don't have that, it's going to create a problem. Or it could create a problem uh, in the basic rights and in, in democracy uh, for all Americans, particularly African American um, African Americans across the country. So this is this is just an interesting situation, and I, I find it very interesting that the President of the United States, who has said that he is supporting this, but yet a member of his party is very strongly against it, which creates a problem for the whole uh, situation. Now, I do realize that Senator Manchin is running for re-election 2024, and I'm quite certain that he is looking politically of what can happen to him in his state. But still, I just think that this is a very serious, uh, very serious situation that the Democrats, they're going to have to deal with this before it comes uh, before the floor. In in your opinion, um, Bishop, if this is such an important deal, um, why keep it as an act and why not actually write it into the Constitution so it doesn't have to be renewed every so often? If it's that important, why won't, the, uh, you know, either party push for the permanency of this? Well, this is a part of what uh, 
it is trying to be done at this point. Um, I think that if if it were to, it, it's not as simple as we would think it would be, um, but it, it just needs to be done. It needs to be handled. And in order to do that, it takes uh, two thirds, I believe, of the, well, I, I better not quote that, but it takes a certain percentage of the uh, United States Congress to do so. And again, uh, when there is a political push against certain things, you might have issues with this sir. and getting it passed. Let me say it that way and getting it passed and, and getting it so, passed and, and by it not getting passed, meaning that somebody wants this to remain the status quo, because I look long term. Well, what happens if you get mm-hmm. a certain sector or a certain demographic or a certain number of people who just say we're not going to renew it? That puts a certain sector of the population at a great disadvantage, a huge disadvantage. And everything that was fought for in the civil rights movement, everything that was done during that particular period of time will go down and the individuals will not be able to benefit from the sacrifices of those people who did what they could do to make sure that this was a part of legislation. So I am very concerned, very much so concerned. Um, Now, President Biden announced on Tuesday that uh, Vice President Harris uh, would lead the administration's push to expand voting rights legislation and other measures across the country. But with a member of his party not supporting this, a very important member of his party, I'm just concerned about what would happen with voting rights going forward. What can the the people do? Because here, you know, we elect people to carry out the will of the people. So, well, I think it's. Oh, no, I was just going to let you take the floor. If we elect people to carry out the will of the people, what is what's the will of the people regarding this? Meaning that, you know, everybody should be afforded the right to vote without any added restrictions. So what can the yes, people sir. I, do? I totally agree with that. I think the biggest thing that we can do at this point is to make sure that our senators, United States senators, United States representatives understand how we feel specifically about this voting rights legislation. Whether that senator or congressman is a Republican or Democrat, whether they are conservative or liberal, uh, we need to let them know this is. Uh, we lost you. We, we lost you for uh, a oh. second there. Yeah. Can, can you okay. pick back up? Yes, sir. We went and out for the, about a good three seconds. Oh, yes, sir. What we need to do is make sure that our members of Congress know how we feel concerning this particular issue, just like any other issue, whether it's voting rights, whether it's um, dealing with the economy, dealing with other areas of legislation that you feel strongly about, whether you feel strongly for it or strongly against it. You need to let your United States Senator, United States Congressman know how you feel. This is not going to be good for the country. And I don't like to see it happen. I know that you're a conservative. I know that you are liberal uh, and you might be in direct opposition of what I'm supporting. But I wanted to let you know how I feel. I think if enough people are told to do that and they do that and uh, they do it on an ongoing basis, then we will be heard. But if we sit and say nothing, if we sit and do nothing, it, and that's that's just not a good situation at all. You faded out again, um, Bishop. You said if we do nothing, then what? If we do nothing, it's just not going to be good for the country. It is not going to be good for the causes that we support. If you support civil rights legislation, if you support voting rights legislation, and you see that uh, your senator or your congressman is just the opposite of what you support, then you need to let him or her know how you feel. And hopefully they will support the legislation that you uh, support. But at least they know 
you have a certain percentage of those people from your congressional district or a certain percentage of the people from your state who support something or they do not support something that you are in direct opposition of. And that's not that's not good. We, we need to let them know. Uh, that's my that's my thing, uh, Brother Edwards. We need to let our congressmen and senators know how we feel, whether it's voting rights, whether it's civil rights, uh, whether it's uh, issues dealing with the economy, whatever the legislation might be. We need to let them know. Uh, and it's interesting that this would be discussed and talked about um, during this particular time of the year. Uh, there was, we were commemorating the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. And it was discussed a lot, especially because of, of what was, uh, what had, what was happening, uh, over the weekend. And, uh, as I look at the tapes and the videos of the destruction that was in the city of Tulsa back in, um, 1921, a hundred years later, it's going to take a lot of work to be able to combat this assault on democracy. If, uh, if the, um, if this gentleman is successful in being able to pull this legislation down, what role do you see the, the church playing in this? Because a, a lot of people, you know, and I'm just talking about African-Americans, you know, really don't vote, um, much. Um, and then now they're really not aware of voting legislation being possibly pulled. What's the role of the church in educating this? And I know we have the whole concept of separation of church and state, but here it's an educational perspective because I just hear in my mind, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And I know the scripture is report uh, is referring to the lack of knowledge about God himself, but God ordains government. And if you don't know about something, it could hinder you as well. That is correct. Absolutely correct. I think it's important that uh, African-Americans everywhere hold political leaders accountable. Don't allow people to come into the community and into the church organizations and into various places and make promises. And then two or three years later, those promises are not kept. It's very important that we hold our political leaders accountable for what they vote for or what they do not support. That is very important. And as long as they are allowed to get away with it, it will forever be a problem. So we need to hold them accountable. We really need to let them know we did not appreciate this vote on this particular matter. We did not support you when you did this. Uh, and give us reasons why. Why did you not support this? Do you not want us to have um, a stronger democracy? Do you not want us to have a greater sense of voting rights within our community? What was the problem? Why did you go against it? Why did you vote against that? And this was this might have been a particular issue uh, that everybody in the community was for. So, again, we need to hold our political leaders accountable for every move they make, every uh, discussion that is given. And don't allow them to come into uh, various places and uh, support these issues that we do not support. Make them accountable. Make them accountable. We need to do it on a day-to-day basis. We need to know what's going on in Congress, uh, in, in the White House, in the, in the uh, governor's mansion, uh, in City Hall. We need to know and hold our political leaders accountable. So what would you say to, to a local pastor like myself uh, here in Tallahassee? What would you recommend that I do if you could just outline some simple steps for me the next time I, I meet um, with the congregation regarding this issue? What 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 should I say? I mean, maybe a 15, 20 minute presentation. What should be included in that? 
to stress the importance and then what would be some action items for them to do and go right away. And the way I see this is if a million pastors hear us on this conversation and we each implement that, that would be a loud voice. Yes, sir, it would be. I think that it's important that pastors everywhere, uh, I know we preach the gospel and I know that we pray for the people who go to our churches and attend the various churches that we pastor. But it's also important that we inform them of legislation that is coming up in Congress, coming up in the state house, uh, coming up locally, so they will know what to support or not to support, or at least be very familiar with something. So when it's brought before them, they will know how to vote. That's number one. We need to inform them. Number two, again, as I mentioned before, we need to make sure that our political leaders are held accountable. Do not allow a political leader to come into uh, your sitting and to talk about the things that he or she did not support and that you were in direct opposition of um, or or for in that manner. And then the last thing, if you keep an ongoing relationship with our senators and our congressmen, even when we don't, we, we don't agree with them, it at least forms a bond where they know that they're being held accountable. To me, those are very important things that need to be done in addition to praising God and participating in uh, church services. Nothing wrong with that, but know what is out there. Let's pick up and understand what's going on. When we see um, CNN or Fox News, let us know what the issues are about. And we are intelligent enough to discuss these issues and make sure that our political leaders stand up for what we believe is right or go against what we feel is wrong. Accountability is, is truly, truly important. Uh, in every aspect of your life and, and holding people accountable and, and keeping their feet to the fire. I mean, and I yes, know sir. another thing that, that, that helps a lot and, and changes people's minds on a lot of different issues is when you hit them in the bottom line. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, if, if that's a, po- if that's a possibility, we, we can explore that. But with this, you know, I consider myself an, an American. I, you know, I'm a veteran. I fought for this country, you know, a lot of different things. But at the same time, I'm an African-American. And then the things that I fought for are having to be renewed every so often makes absolutely no sense. Well, you're right. And and with one of the most influential uh, Democrats in Washington, uh, in the United States Senate, and they've made it clear, uh, or the, the Capitol Hill uh, Democrats and the White House, and they've made it clear that expanding access to voting is a top priority for the party. That is what was discussed. Now you're seeing a most influential Democrat in the United States Senate saying, I am not for uh, what my party is espousing. And this type of thing will probably, if, if this country, if a lot of the controlled areas are able to pass a series of of election security laws, it might make it harder to vote, especially for people of color, and possibly some people even would suggest Democratic-leaning constituencies. So that might be the case. And since we know that, let's do something in order to make a difference. Don't just sit there. Let's make a difference. Don't just sit there. Do something. Uh, Participate and uh, do something. So to me, it's important that we uh, push and, and shove as much as we can to make a difference in our country. Also, could you share a little a bit of light on this whole concept of the filibuster and, and what is that all about? And I think that's a part of uh, this opposition as well. Well, filibuster is really somewhat of a 
thing that is done, um, a procedure that is done. It's it's a well, just by definition, it's just a an action such as a prolonged speech um, that really uh, structs progress in a, in an assembly, in a legislative assembly. Um, for instance, uh, some United States senators might get up and read a recipe, or they might a recipe book, or they might read uh, uh, pages of a telephone book. I know in other uh, tele, in other uh, filibusters, they've done things like that just to prolong. Uh, the progress in a legislative assembly. We don't want that to happen. We want the United States senators or members of Congress to be able to specifically deal with an issue when it comes on the floor and not filibuster it, uh, because it's basically a tactic that is employed by the opponents of that proposed law. And they don't want that to come on the floor so that it can be voted on. It was, It has been done in the past. So it just so they can just get up there and just waste time because there's a time limit uh, in order to get things done. Well, they can they can get up there and, uh, for instance, uh, one of the things that uh, was done uh, to go against civil rights issues um, in during the fifties uh, and sixties and and other periods of uh, of our history, our country's history, they would do that so that the main vote would not take place to a certain period of time. Uh, that was they tried to do that against the 1964 Civil Rights Act um, and and other acts that uh, were done. And a lot a lot is riding on this decision made by the United States Senate because if it happens now, it could create a problem in this actually coming to the floor. This particular piece of legislation coming to the floor. So it's a it's a procedural uh, thing that happens. It's uh, that that can create a problem uh, for the actual legislation to come up on the floor so that it can be voted upon and passed. All right. So this is a very important and very critical issue, which and which voices need to be heard. And those voices need to be heard by those who are possibly uh, or who could potentially be adversely affected by the the stoppage of this legislation with that oh, being, absolutely with that being said bishop we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here today or well, what what are your last words on this topic again i think that it's very important that we as individual citizens no matter how dedicated we are to our religious uh, our churches our organizations we need to make certain that the people that we elect to the United States Senate, to the Congress and the White House and the uh, state legislatures, these individuals know how we feel toward certain issues. And I hope and pray that when we uh, let it be known how we feel, um, then support, support it. But most importantly, make certain that these individuals are held accountable. In other words, don't let people get away with saying one thing and then doing something else saying one way and then voting another way. That is vitally important in today's world. So let's just be very careful of that and keep an ongoing relationship with organizations, uh, with uh, the congressional leaders to make certain that they do what they say they would do if if they were given an opportunity to serve in this particular office. And then let's keep up with what goes on in, in, in Congress. Let's know what's happening. Let's read uh, the newspapers. Let's watch on television. Let's uh, watch uh, the news shows so that we can know what's going on in Congress and fight against it or support it, depending upon how we feel either way. That's very important. Let's let's do it. Let's not just sit down, but let's participate 
in democracy in this way. All right. Most definitely. Activity produces results. And what I heard, Bishop, was read, watch, and take action. All right. There you go. <laughs> read, watch, and take action. And I polled the floor, but there were no questions for you today. Um, Bishop, I just want to say thank you for sharing with us the insights on this voting le- uh, legislation and the whole concept of the filibuster on today. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to uh to the people concerning this particular issue and let's let's just keep praying that the lord will help us and lead us in the right direction give us the wisdom and guidance to do what needs to be done oh yes indeed all i could hear while you were talking bishop you know that that spirit just be be, be flowing all i could hear is the heart of the king <laughs> is in the hand of the lord and he turn it with us over here. so we just got to keep doing what we know exactly. to do and then exactly. still read watch and act. All right. Well, you've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, and I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.